Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, if you enjoy fun, a little bit of a good time, you know, a laugh, you got to check out our guy, Bert Kreischer, live at Red Rocks Amphitheater, Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, just around the corner, joined by Mark Norman. It's time to get your tickets, presented by AEG Presents. Love those guys for what they're doing out there. If you know, you know. All you need to do is download the Red Rocks app before you visit, which you should already have done, to be honest. But it's a great app. makes it really easy to purchase your tickets to your favorite show or concert, whatever's going on. And right now what's going on is Burt Kreischer. You probably know him from uh, Comedy Central and Showtime and his podcasts and appearances and any number of uh, hilarious flicks. You got to check him out at Red Rocks. Grab it. It's the best venue in the world. So if you're going to see somebody super hilarious, might as well do it in an awesome spot. Grab those tickets today. Again, get on the app, the Red Rocks app. Get tickets to Burt Kreischer with Mark Norman, September 8th. The best venue in the world. Again, it's Burt Kreischer and Mark Norman at Red Rocks on September 8th. All ages are welcome. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we continue to discuss the hilarity of the road Colorado Rockies versus the home Chicago Cubs. Uh, Game one could not have delivered any more on the promise of a movable object versus the resistible force. It it was what's going to give. What matters more, the fact that the Cubs hadn't won at home since the All-Star break, or the fact that the Colorado Rockies have been historic levels of bad on the road so far this season. Looked like it was going to go the Rockies' way for a minute there, <laughs> Patrick. It looked like all those things we talked about, maybe taking some home momentum with them out on the road. Got some early runs. We're riding a, we're, we're up most of the game. And then there goes that bullpen again. We're recording this nearly 24 hours after that game, and it's it's still painful to relive and to think about with, with the blown save, 
the walk-off home run, Julie's just seeing the struggles that he had, and maybe if he would have done things differently in the bullpen and to think this would have been the perfect way to start the road trip and really just build this momentum. You flush Sunday's stinker at home against Arizona, and you start to get excited, and maybe even you start to tell yourself, wild card? No, I can't be. But you can at least let those voices creep in for fun. Players the players fun. can. Players can. Yeah. And they still might. Sure. But now the voices yeah. inside all of our heads, if we yeah. want to just think about it, or even if they're they're dirty voices, like I, I don't want this team to make the postseason because I've been crapping all over them for <laughs> all season long. And then that's going to mean that the powers that be are going to think they did a good job. And Oh God, like there's voices in all of our heads right. with how strong they've been playing. And it looked like it was going to be okay mm. on Monday night. And Yum. it wasn't. No. Shocking. Right. It, it, yeah. It was really all of those things. So let's, let's break the, let's break it down. Let's do the full autopsy. Where do we start? Where do we start on the autopsy? Let's go. Let's go to the very beginning. Let's begin with the good and the three-run first inning against. As you know, as we previewed that game, we were talking about you know the difficulty of getting after Hendricks and and that despite how bad this team has been, they've been pretty good behind him. He's been pretty good against the Rockies. They've you know everything was lining up for a a pitcher's duel there. And really, after that kind of outburst that got started again, once again. With everyone's guy, Connor Joe, uh, you know, it basically was. He, he shut him down after that three-run first inning so that they needed to jump out, get those runs, get after him right away. More great energy from Connor Joe. Uh, more fantastic stuff out of Charlie Blackman getting stuff done. And then C.J. Cronin continues to be, you know, as we've as you've dubbed it, the the summer of CJ and and that's exactly what it was in inning number one to get the Rockies that lead and, and kind of let Senzatella settle into, cause I've been saying he's, he's maybe going to have to be really perfect for them to win this game. And he didn't have to be perfect for them to win that game. That's what we thought it was going to come down to. It can yeah. Senzatella beat Hendricks and, and he did. Yeah. He did. He absolutely did, didn't you know? Hendricks went an inning longer, but by the time Senzatella came, had come out of the game, it was four one. It was a three one or it was a four one, but nevertheless, it was only one for the Cubbies at that point. And you, you you would have thought he would have been able to hold on to get the victory there. He, in fact, he actually hadn't gotten a win in a decision since June second, and actually been that long. And he's yet to actually win a game on the road. And he pitched great enough to have deserved it. Two yep. strikeouts or four strikeouts through two innings, six strikeouts through through four. He loads the bases in the sixth and only ends up giving up um, that one run. Uh, right. Gets a double play, induces the pop-up. You know, gets a nice uh, grab by Sam Hilliard going into the Ivy. That was fantastic to yeah. see that. And cool. yeah, it was it was lining up exactly as you would have hoped. And even with the bullpen coming out, Chasin does it in the seventh, and you go, "This is exactly to plan." So as as we said, summer of CJ, Joe goes two for three. He even chipped in an RBI sack fly. Chrome yeah. was three for four. Both of those guys double, and 
you know, seven pitches into the game, they had a one Oh lead that they would keep for almost the entirety of it. Yeah. That those are the most frustrating ones when you've been up for in real time, like three hours, you've been winning the baseball game for, you know, two and a half to three hours. I can't think of a road game in which they've held the lead that long. Think about that even. right? Right. Like that felt truly bizarre. Right. And then, there were a couple of times you thought maybe it was going to come apart. There was a, a little bit of traffic against Sensatella in inning earlier. It was in the fifth, and it was kind of weak traffic. And then there was another pop-up like behind third base that you thought, oh, man, this is going to fall into no man's land and score a run. And then what Ryan happened? McMahon with a sprinting over-the-shoulder basket catch. Come on, dude. I heard that was that added one more defensive run saved. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was amazing in real time that these statistics get calculated, updated Impressive. in that moment. I, I'm beginning to think some television stations have bigger analytic teams than some was, teams uh, themselves. <laughs> yeah, that play was that play was great. And again, he Ooh. he's starting to make these plays, McMahon, at third base, where. He's making them look easy. He's making these hard plays look easy. And I don't know if maybe that's adding to the beauty of them. Like maybe if it looked like he was giving more effort, you're like, hey, that was a really good play. But I think, you know, in, in a weird way, I wonder if subconsciously we we add some style points because he's doing it in style and with mm-hmm. you know, no look on his face. And it's just like what with general ease. And I think in a way that's – I don't know if that's – I don't think it's taking away necessarily – but it's just making me think, man, it's it's easy for him over there. Like how good he's yeah. been defensively this year. Yeah, he, he's absolutely stupendous. I really do hope he gets enough innings to qualify because it's the only question. He's absolutely been the best defender, not just at third base, probably in baseball this season. So, wow, wow, wow. And then, like you said, you know, Sensatella gives up his one run. It happens. It came on a double play. Anytime the only run you've given up. Now, he did create that traffic, and he, he kind of walked a couple of guys there. And I, I think the that last one there was more unintentional, intentional, to load the bases to set up the double play with nobody out. Got it. One run comes in. You accept that trade-off, and then he got out of it, like Patrick talked about. Then the Rockies actually answered. What the hell? Is this the road Rockies? They took it right back and immediately got another one, like you said on the sack fly from Connor Joe. So really the three run lead was held intact that they'd again had for two and a half to three hours, right? Got to go to the bullpen, like I said, and you've pointed out all year, you've been all over this element of the story. One inning out of Chassin, good to go. I don't know why Buddy made that decision to try to stretch him for two. When you do have Estevez there, um, on know. a day off too. Yeah, so both Bard and Estevez had had a day off. That that was my question that I I wanted to ask you if you had thoughts as to why Chasin got another inning. Now, as far as why didn't anyone get up sooner, the, the decision was kind of like already made. Like he he ended up throwing yeah. twelve balls in a row, but um, Estevez and Kinley were both warming up after the sixth ball. So like they they got ready as quickly as they could, so that that was kind of already in the works. But 
have you come to a conclusion as to why maybe he got, and again, we're only talking about it because it didn't go right. Had it gone well, right. you just said, hey, great. You either saved a status or barred for an inning on the next night. Right. Which I think is is the goal there, right? That's that's the plan. Going into it, that's got to be the thinking is that you're you're trying to preserve them. Bud Black's working with three above average relievers right now. Bard, Chassin, and Estevez. And if you have to use all three of them in game one of a series, that makes your you're managing it for the next couple of days that much more difficult because you can't use all three of them all three games of the series. And so he's maybe thinking, yeah, you know, these Cubs have struggled a little bit tonight. They haven't had a whole lot going. Chassin's been so good lately. He has started before. Maybe this will be the time. Because I know he's well aware of the stats you've pointed out on this show all year. It's not like Buddy didn't know that Chassin has struggled in multiple inning outings. He was just trying to, just hoping wasn't going to happen this time. Uh, ran a little too fast, a little too far on that one, and it, and it bit him. Yeah, that, that was my thought, exactly the, the same, and and that Estevez was going to be the guy closing it out in the ninth, save situation or otherwise. But it, it in talking about this, it does make me think, you know, do you need either Estevez or Bard on Tuesday for Marquez? Like, are you are you worried about that? I mean, that would be the last thing. You Why can't yeah. you use both of those guys on Monday? Yeah. And say, all right, we're going to try to win this. I don't even want to say by hook or by crook because Marquez could go out there and throw a, a no hitter Tuesday night, right? Like yeah. that, that, that's not out of the right. realm of possibilities. And then those guys are back on Wednesday or, you know, you just, you dominate against Justin Steele and you, you can give, you know, Gilbreth or Stevenson or even Almonte uh, an opportunity in the sure. eighth and or ninth because right. you have a big lead, which you're more inclined to do with Herman Marquez. But right. nevertheless, this is not a game <laughs> that the historians will be going back <laughs> and running a fine tooth comb through. <laughs> Why seen for two innings? But in in hindsight, yeah. And then honestly, and and I'll do this very briefly because this is the way I've decided. You know, moving forward, how it goes. Missed balls and strike calls should be treated like errors. Just, you, you know, hey, that was missed and that cost him. But that there was a real bad one. Uh, Discord and Slack were not Spencer was not They're happy blowing about up. Uh, Carlos Estevez had strike three on Patrick Wisdom. We all saw it plain as day. It wasn't even borderline. It was right there. And that dramatically changes the inning. If you strike a guy out with the bases loaded nobody out, especially considering the next guy hit and do a double play. You change nothing else about that inning, no run score. That's brutal in an inning where three runs come around to score. Uh, so that's a bad miss. That said, yes, everyone's correct to point out. Carlos is still going to make his pitches after that point and, and all of that. And it's baseball and it happens. But um, the same way, like if, it, if on that one, two pitch, Patrick wisdom had hit a fly ball to shallow left field and Connor Joe had just dropped it it'd be pretty bizarre to not talk about that, right? An error that brought in a run and kept the inning alive and a bunch of other stuff happened and it maybe could have been over. Same thing. It'd be weird not to talk about it. Uh, that said, still tie ball game at that point, like still plenty of opportunity to not Absolutely. maybe lose this thing in, in egregious fashion. But I think at that point you knew. What, I think at that point you knew. What about this to go, to go back half a step? To go back half a step, 
the home plate umpire had not called a strike in a while. <laughs> like he forgot what right. I'm sure there's data out there. If you, if you really yeah. scour the old webs, you know, ump auditor and uh, umpire score scorecards. Um, mm. there, there's a couple of those resources out there where you could look and it would just be interesting to think about. And, and the first pitch that Estevez threw to wisdom was out of the strike zone. Wisdom was swung at it. Yeah. So well, I mean, which yes, was hilarious. Right. Exactly. First of all, kid, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't swing at that pitch because Estevez has had his command issues as well. But yeah, when when you get right down to it, it's it's all about those individual moments. You go, that's that's a backbreaker of a missed call. Another than that, I actually didn't even look it up who the name of the home plate umpire was because he had a fantastic night. That you know, for the most part, really wasn't missing calls. But it, you know, like we talk about. Uh, that's why I like comparing it to errors. You can tell me so-and-so is a great defender all you want, but if he messed up that one play and it ended up costing the team the game, you got to kind of talk about it. That was a bad one. Jeff Nelson was the home plate umpire. But, hey, you got to give him credit, though, in the Ortega of that 3-1 count, Ortega thought it was out of the zone. And that, honestly, that pitch that was high and inside that Nelson called a strike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is probably one, you know, we, we've seen those heat maps for umpires and we've talked about it before where, you know, the strike zone, you know, how do you have a three-dimensional square or a cube, I guess, essentially at that point. And really yeah. it's not because of the triangulation of the, the back portion of the plate. You can't keep that entirely straight. So it's more, you know, circular, it's more, more rounded. And I would think most umpires probably call that a ball, but he got it right. He called it a strike. Which prolonged the game, which forced Daniel Bard to throw another pitch. Throw one more strike to, or one more pitch. Had that been called a ball, I don't know how it would have ended. Yeah, you never know. That's that's one of those uh, butterfly effect situations. You never do know. But uh, you can drown your sorrows after the Rafael Ortega walk off in some Breck Broom. Got my juice drop. I almost called it the other thing, the, the, the juicy. Got one of those two, but I got the Juice Drop Hazy IPA going right now. Loving these, loving the Celsies as well, especially during a hot summer day. An afternoon game. Don't drink IPAs during afternoon games unless you got nothing else planned for the rest of the day. Have Celsies during afternoon games. Either way, you can get your 15 can tap pack samplers at King Supers down at your local liquor store. Maybe down at the DNVR bar. Well, we don't have 15 can tap pack. That'd be cool if we just add the tap packs like at the bar. Just take one on your way out, Phil. That's probably not allowed. <laughs> I would assume. Um, but we do have, of course, draft stuff. We got them on draft and it kind of rotates. Uh, we've got most of the, the standbys that you would know. Uh, but you know, they bring in the sours or sometimes some special stuff there down at the DNVR bar, and you get a much larger beer. If you're a member of the family, do subscribe today at the dnvr.com. You'll get access to all the written content, plus discounts on hats and shirts, access to the Discord channel, a free shirt when you get the annual subscription, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. The biggest thing really is, of course, being a member of the family. Uh, oh, right now I saw, I saw a picture the other day, some people that did their uh, DNVR or their, their draft, their fantasy football draft down at the DNVR bar 
Uh, looked like that was a whole lot of fun. I got to get out to one of these. Uh, I just got to like, I'm, I'm not doing the draft or anything. I'm just going to hang out and watch other people do it. That's not creepy, right? <laughs> it seems like a, a fun thing to go and hang out and be a part of. Email gm at the dnvrbar.com if you're interested in potentially a couple of free pitchers of beer for hosting your fantasy football draft down at the DNVR bar. And uh, one more of these for you. Got to thank our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. They're absolutely fantastic. They're making sports so much more fun. Whether you're betting overs and unders on who's going to get a certain number of strikeouts or how many runs the teams are going to score, who's going to win the ball game, uh, maybe other sports. Those are also fun to bet on. They're coming back, including college football. Know we got a lot of huge college football fans out there. It's coming back. And right now, this might be maybe DraftKings Sportsbook best sign-up promo ever. I, I think it may be. You, you got to check them out on this one because if you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code DNBR, you will receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 on any week one game. And that's not for your like if your team wins or if they score a touchdown or, or ties or ties or tie and just put down one dollar and then watch two hundred dollars appear in your DraftKings Sportsbook account. Wow. Start betting on whatever you want. Even Simple Central Michigan even I can I can bet on Central Michigan University. You you could take Central Michigan over the Dallas Cowboys. And DraftKings Sportsbook is still going to hook you up with $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if betting a dollar and turning into 200 isn't enough. I've got my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Wednesday night, the Cincinnati Red Stockings, formerly the Cincinnati Red Legs, Luis Castillo, put your money on him. I know Brandon Woodruff mm. has been all-star this year, has been fantastic. You let me down on my last bet. He, he killed me. He did. I, I got to go against him. And again, do it. If, if you're rooting for yeah. storylines and you're rooting against those Padres, you want the Reds to win Wednesday night. Ooh. Luis Castillo has been pitching a lot better the second half, uh, especially going back to his last seven games, last 15 games, 2.73 ERA, which almost almost matches his career ERA against Milwaukee at this point. So I love the line on it. It's plus 155. That is like almost that. as much of a long shot as you could get for a guy who was recently – an all-star pitcher. He's at the top of the rotation for Cincinnati, and you kind of need him to do the thing against Milwaukee on Wednesday night if you want those Padres to eat some crawl. DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, Luis Castillo and the Cincinnati Reds against the Milwaukee Brewers on Wednesday night, plus 155. Love it. Love that. Our Cincinnati Reds. We should adopt them as they run into the – I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll let the – the people decide we'll put out a vote and let let the audience decide on twitter or something or, or maybe on a youtube vote maybe we'll make it a special youtube thing you got to be live on youtube come and hang out with us leave comments 
and vote in that. We'll I know the Discord's going to be talking about that. Like, do we, yeah. do we pick a team for the week? Do we pick yeah. one for the final month? To right. Own for or just to keep an eye on? Because, yeah. again, after October, I mean, yeah, it's the postseason, but, you know, Rockies fans and, and the fan bases of, let's see, let's let's do the math. How many postseason teams are there? Right. Uh, 19 other teams yeah. are totally out, and you have no baseball for a very mm. long time. So, you know what? Mm. Cram it all in. Let's, let's have like a second team. I like this idea. Again, Discord, let us know what you think on that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it looks like we're going to be, like, yeah. It, it looks like the Colorado Rockies, maybe for the first time ever, I'm going to look this up right now, live on record. <laughs> the Rockies may finally be taking Ernie Banks at his word. And playing, and playing two, two games Chicago. at Wrigley Field on Wednesday. Tuesday's game has story. been postponed. I love this. You've seen video. Uh, our, our guy, Kevin Henry, over at Rocks Piles has put up a video. It's just absolutely pissing down there <laughs> at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. We can blame John Boy and Jake on that, by the way. They are in Chicago right now not singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game or throwing out the first pitch or mm-hmm. raising the W. They're doing none of those things on Tuesday night. None of them. And I will say I wish I could have got on DraftKings and placed a bet on whatever the odds were, if if they could have given me, who is the Rocky who is most likely to know who Jake and John Boy are? Oh, oh, that's interesting. I like that. Okay. So what so percentage of guys that? would know them, would you yeah. think? I was going to say, so so maybe, so if you haven't, as we're recording this, you haven't seen the video, so you don't know what I'm no, getting at. I don't. Excellent. Fantastic. You, you got all the John Boy scoops the last couple of days. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Okay, so who, like, yeah, how many of them? Because I would guess, honestly, they're kind of a, like, they're a fun bunch, but they're serious in a way. Like, I would say there's probably 10 to 15 guys on the roster, maybe. And I'd lean closer to 10. I might put it a bit lower. I I, I thought about 25%. Yeah. So that's one-fourth. That's about... Six or seven. It's probably about six seven. Or seven. Six or seven guys. Yeah. That's where I would have it, about 25. There's a lot of the relievers I don't know very well. Um, I haven't gotten to know them as much the pandemic, and we're still kind of getting back out there and, and doing all that stuff. But so who would you think then? I'll, I'll put this on your plate. If you had to say, give me, if it's six, six to seven, give me four or five guys. You would go, or one or two. Give me one or two. <laughs> who, who are your top? Just, just who, who would like? Because that I think, uh, I feel like, like. It, it's right, really, if we're doing a draft, Charlie yeah. Blackman is the first person I would have on the list. He Total. would be number twenty-six. He has no idea who they are, and that's fine. None. I don't know that he would know who the pitching ninja is even. Now I think there's more people that would know the pitching ninja. Oh yeah, than John Boy and Jake, right? That's. I think there are more ball players who would know the pitching ninja. Yeah, right. I think most of the pitchers would. And I think less would know Domingo Ayala, but then if they saw him, 
they would go, oh, actually, no, I, I do. They're more would know who he, Dominguez is, but on name recognition alone, they wouldn't. Who would I have to take on that? That's really interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I think maybe, I think maybe Ryan McMahon might know. I think he would know. Actually, he's a little more on the social media, right? He's he's a little more yeah. involved in that. Not a heavy duty, but enough that he's he's going to see it. I got I yes. got a second one too. Who, who's next uh, off the board for you? I'll tell you one who I'm pretty sure knows. Ooh. Uh, but was was not in the video, so I'm not giving it away, and we're narrowing it down a little bit here. Uh, but John Gray, I think, is another oh, one of those guys who gets okay. into that kind of stuff, has okay. some fun with those things. Uh, I bet I bet he's chuckled at a few. I can see John in the hotel room on a day he's not pitching, watching John Boy videos on his phone, chuckling away at him. I would next select Kyle Freeland again. Big, big presence on social media. He, he might it. not be following John Boy, but perhaps a significant other would. And they yeah. share the uh -huh. videos. Yep. So I'm going with him. And I, I got a third pick too, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. And I'm going to cheat because this person's not on the roster. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let me see. Who else would be another one? I would say... I'll, I'll take kind of a weird one, but I bet Garrett Hampson's into it. Ooh, okay. I bet Garrett Hampson finds the whole thing quite quite entertaining. I could see that. I could see that. My you final can also see him being like, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm kind of doing something pretty important. Yeah, I'm really at the moment. So I'm, really I'm gonna go ahead and pass. <laughs> final pick. Because of all the blitz blitz ball videos that they do. And with the back alley, and they got their little wiffle ball strike zone in the back. I'm thinking Josh Fuentes has watched some of the John Boy videos and the wiffle ball games. I'm going to take that as my third pick. That, that's a walk-off right there. What do you think? Has to. Has to. <laughs> that has to be correct. I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Right? Like, it just it feels so up his alley. And his cousin? No way. <laughs> Not a chance. Not, not a chance. chance. Not a chance. Uh, but but the uh, answer to the question, the the one I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense, and we have a hard time thinking of them because we don't often think of Colorado Rockies relievers. But Daniel Bard approached our our friendos Get over at, uh, talking baseball and remarked that they're both uh, shorter than they look on YouTube. That's awesome. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'm seeing the video now. It comes over, gives them a fist bump as they're walking around on the dirt. I like Jake's that he approached them. Up. Yeah. Yeah, they got the jerseys on and everything. Took care of them real nice. Not great. That. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, as it turns out, the doubleheader on Wednesday will actually be the third time mm. the Rockies play two in Chicago. The first time, 4th of July, 1994. Yeah. They lost the first, they won the second in extras, and the second time was traditional doubleheader in also July 1997. They lost both. So I know Rockies fans have long been talking about taking a doubleheader from the Cubs to even the series at 3-3 in doubleheaders. Every day. Every day they think about it. 
every day I walk into the DNVR bar, they're talking about it. It's, it's all they it, think about. It's strange that you guys sometimes, you know, these facts, these strange, obscure things better than we do. But Incredible. there you go. Looking to win their sweep their first doubleheader against the Cubbies on Wednesday. Got to think we're just going to have the same starting pitchers. You got like Marquez to win his game. Yeah. And then it'll be it'll be down to that third matchup. There's there's not a lot of numbers as far as it pertains to uh, Justin Steele. Nobody's nobody's faced yeah. him yet. Yeah. Um, Jason Hayward has these three for eight against Marquez, all singles, never more than one in a game. David Bodie has two homers in in six at bats. He's three for six. Otherwise, it's pretty pretty fresh looks for for all of them, but. I'm kind of looking for Marquez to increase his strikeout to walk ratio. He's hmm. he's almost at three to one. He's at 151 strikeouts to 52 walks. So this is one of those little yeah, not a storyline, but one of those interesting little angles to look at. So Marquez already has five of the top nine strikeout to walk rates in Rockies history, including the top right. two. Right. And so he's he's close to three to one, right? He's close to three point zero zero. Again, if he if he can you know strike out seven on Wednesday and walk one or limit that to zero, again he's gonna start creeping up the leaderboard just a little bit and maybe sneak into fourth. Jason Hamels in two thousand nine was at three point one six seven strikeouts to walk. So one of those little stories within a story. You're obviously oh. watching to see if he's gonna throw a no hitter, which is very possible. Always possible when he faces a. But you can also keep your eye on. The, yeah. the strikeouts, which again, yeah, you got you got to like the odds of that against this uh, Cubs lineup. Yeah, I'm liking all of that. I'll tell you something else I'm thinking about with regards to this double header in the future, but also while I'm thinking about the future, I'm thinking about our friends at Chevalier Mortgage. They want to mm-hmm. help you through what can be a very stressful time trying to work through the housing market. Trust me, I know as well as anybody, it is absolutely wild here in Colorado. Mike and Virginia can help take that burden right off your shoulders, take it onto their own, talk to you about the market, talk to you about sports, talk to you about DNVR bar, talk to you about DNVR bar too, DNVR sports, whatever we're doing here. I'm sure they've come down to the bar at this point. In fact, I'm pretty sure they have. They're huge supporters of ours. We are huge supporters of theirs and you should be too, not just because they're, again, big supporters of ours, but for your own benefit. First of all, if you head over to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. But more importantly than that, you get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options at dnvrmortgage.com. They're really fantastic. They'll help you out. Call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. That consultation is, is key because you might be surprised to learn that just because most people buy in the springtime doesn't mean you can't buy a home at a different time of the year. That's there's right. less competition. Anyone that has a kid knows, hey, you gotta you gotta take care of those things in March, April, May so that you're ready for the beginning of the next school year. Well, guess what? All of those people are now settled in until next spring. So you kind of have an open shot at the net there. And if you contact them at Chevalier Mortgage, dnvrmortgage.com, 
you might uh, you might gain a major advantage there with that open net situation. Absolutely right. If you need a place in Boulder, call me. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but speaking of the future that I am thinking about there, Patrick, uh, and I hadn't had this thought until just now, might this be the last seven inning doubleheader that we see for some time? Obviously, plenty of time left in the year. It would You're not expecting too many more games in August and September to get rained out, but you never know. There could be some September weather and in back in Denver at times, but uh, they don't have another one already scheduled, right? I'm pretty sure they've taken care of their past. And so this could be, and now, uh, and I wrote about some rules stuff today, by the way. So subscribers to the dnvr.com go and read my most updated position on the shift. But one of the things that I, I talked about uh, in there was Rob Manfred talking about the possibility that the California rule and the seven inning double headers might go away uh, before next season. Of course, it's all going to be in the CBA. So everyone's just like crafting, like charting their ground right now. Right. And, and it all remains to be seen. Um, but if it does go away, this could be the last one we see the Rockies play for some time. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great point. I think as far as bargaining chips go, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm sure MLB wants the players association to view, you know, the the California rule runner on second base and the seven inning doubleheaders as a benefit to the players. Because it is. It is. But it's also clearly a benefit to the owners who now yes. may have less millions of dollars sitting on a trainer's table somewhere. So both parties benefit from that i think greatly um and you know the the cost of you know running a ballpark is very expensive and and keeping people sticking you know sticking around and having to pay them overtime things of that nature that can add up so you know what it it could be a little more cost effectiveness but yeah this this could be the last one this oh oh drew you brought it up you brought Mm -hmm. it up the can of worms Uh oh marquez might go mad bum on Wednesday, oh, this well, rain out. Now it counts. Before oh, it didn't count. Oh, it no. Yeah, no, no, it's Think still. Think about that. No, that would be amazing. I mean, it's very much on the table. We, how many? Because Herman Marquez has got like four seven-inning no-hitters in his career. Like So, so basically, yeah, if you're a Rockies fan and you're just like, look, I need more opportunities for no-hitters. And I can't get them if they're seven innings. So therefore, dear Tony Clark, oh, man. get rid of it. Oh, well, you you didn't, you didn't make that happen. You just oh. set the wheels in motion for us to realize that Marquez, you know, might throw a mad bum, which is not a no hitter yet. I think that will change. Honestly, I think that's something that will change. But right now it won't be, which means you won't be able to celebrate it. It's like, you know, 1988, Jose Canseco is the MVP. He comes out and talks about all the, you know, drugs he used. And you go, oh, poor Mike Greenwell. You were actually, you were second in the MVP race. But guess what? You can't really celebrate that now. It would have been nice to have that in the moment. But it could have been. Breck Brew, Strava Craft Coffee, and Solace Meds. You can celebrate just about anything. (laughs) Yes, this could be the last one. I wish we could bet that on DraftKings as well. Like, 
because again, it would have to be long odds, right? Betting on someone to throw a no hitter. Well, they go to LA. Oh, I think I thought you were talking about betting on the the the, the rainouts. They go to LA, then Texas, which has a retractable roof, so that won't happen there. No. We got uh, then the final long road trip. They finish up in Arizona, but the final long road trip is four games in Philly. Eh, should be all right. Three in Atlanta, three in Washington. Again, that's all by September 19th. So I'm thinking this is it. I'm thinking this is going to be the last one. And I've come around on them. I, you know, I, and and if I had to pick both or neither, I'd say both. I don't love the California rule. I've not come around on that. There are times I've thought this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And, and I think that's still true. I, I thought it was going to be a, a bit more chaos than it has been. I still just don't love the California rule, though. But I really came around on the seven-inning doubleheader. And I, I think I'd rather keep both than get rid of both, honestly. Because of what you talked about, Nick, keeping players healthy and what we lose in the grand scheme of things – and, and and this is always an important part to think of it too. Like what if you were building the system? That's kind of what I did with my, my shift article, right? What if you were just building it today? You were just start setting the rules out today. What are, what is the harm of the, the California rule? I think there's potentially some harm there. What is the harm of the seven inning doubleheader? I don't know that they're you missing no hitter or perfect game. Some but, of the stats get thrown off a little bit. That's the only yeah. thing that happens. And it's so minuscule, it doesn't matter. You have statistics. Yeah, you have statistics or a potential great performance skewed or ruined. Yeah. Rather than a player's career. Right. Know? And that's totally. someone's life. Like, yeah, that's that's a lot more important. So yeah. I'm looking forward to reading that because I think you, you published that right before we uh, went on air. So I didn't get a chance. Right I'm very excited to, to read your thoughts. Yeah, on the shift, full, full 180 on the shift. Ban the shift. Ban it right outright. Um, How, isn't that ironic to go Alanis Morissette? You know, when you change or shift your thinking on the shift, shifting on the shift. It's like Ray Yane on a summer's yeah. day. I it's wish double header on Wednesday. One of the things that she listed in that song was an example of irony. I wish yeah. just one of them. It's like, come on. Um, all right. So we already. T- <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this too, because people yeah. should be able to listen to this probably before the first or second game. I yeah. don't know if they're going to change the order up, but Gomber and Davies was going to be Wednesday's right. game. We'll see if it's the second game. Nevertheless, Elias Diaz, who was starting on Tuesday night, which means he wouldn't have played in the day game on Wednesday has great numbers against Davies, but, wouldn't have started under normal circumstances. Now we could actually see something happen with that. Diaz is five for 14, including a homer this season against him. Uh, Hilliard, he's only two for five, but does have a homer and a double. Story, four for 16, pretty good. Uh, it's a 250 batting average with a homer and a double. Charlie Blackman, though, has been pretty bad against Davies, three for 20, all singles, but he only struck out five times, so he's going to put the ball in play. And then McMahon also. Not so great. One for eight, but his last at-bat in Colorado a couple weeks ago, uh, he was able to come through with that lone hit. He did have a double against Davies. So those are some of the names on DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're looking for a hit, two hits, strikeout numbers, those are some of the things to keep in mind 
for Wednesday's doubleheader. Yeah, yeah, all good stuff. And I like both Marquez and Gomber to maximize their efforts over seven innings. Those are both guys who pace themselves for, you know, the long haul and, and really plan out games, game plan, as it's called. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, and there's – it's not that you have to not game plan when there's fewer innings, but you can – let things go a little bit extra, a little more and, and go all out earlier in games. And I think that'll be beneficial to both of those guys, actually. So I like, again, without seeing them yet, I like whatever overs, you know, on, on strikeouts and, and all that stuff for both of those guys. It's wild to think how, how badly they lost on Monday night. And you go, oh, they could win this series. Yeah, <laughs> you can win both ends of a doubleheader. Right. Yeah, it's not right. crazy, and that's been one of the most entertaining things about this team. It keeps you guessing and go, "There's oh. no way it could be this." So I'm going to go the opposite way. Oh no, they they did. All right, la- last thing to throw this out. Now yeah. on this day, 70 years ago, the St. Louis Browns held fans managers night. They gave out like a thousand placards with yes on one side no on the other to decide what should happen in the game. This is what they did with Bill Veck. This is like a minor league promotion almost. Um, this is like a horror show. There are episodes of uh, Star Trek, and there's a really good one. There's um, uh, – oh, shoot, now I'm forgetting his name. Seth MacFarlane, uh, who does, you know, like Family Guy and, and all that stuff. This show called Orville for a little while. I don't know if you – it was actually really a really I, I thought nice tribute to like Star Trek and and these types of shows. And there's a particular really great episode of that where, and again, it's built on previous Star Trek philosophy and, and philosophical writings about societies that are built entirely around up down votes, and and like so laws are like whether or not someone's guilty of a crime or, or whether or not someone gets executed or goes free. It all comes down to this up-down vote, the popular vote. And it's such a mind twist to get your brain around. And it's so creepy in so many ways. And this is only slightly less creepy because it's just managing a baseball team, but it's weird. <laughs> there there was uh, maybe over a decade ago, I think it was like the, the Schaumburg Flyers who they're in an independent ball team. I caught wind of this where they, yeah, I don't know if you, you had to buy into it or what, but you could go online and you set the lineup. They did everything. Again, it's an independent team, so you have nothing to lose. Sure. But, hey, uh, if you think you know everything about baseball, make the lineup and see what happens. Well, on this day in 1951, the Browns actually won 5-3. to three. <laughs> Go figure. So, Drew, if you yeah. were the manager of the day for uh-huh. the Rockies, if you were the manager yeah. and, and not the owner or, or the GM, sure, just, just the manager, <laughs> For the yeah. day, what change or, or changes would you institute? And again, when you're, I think when you're the manager for anyone expecting something huge, you're you're, you're managing a single game, so you you can only do so many things to get crazy. But at least for this team, if if you've got something in general that you want to do, or if you're just thinking about this team in particular, what what would you do? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I'm not. I had really strong feelings about the lineup back when the team was competitive, you know, in 17 and 18. And it's, it's harder to be like, they got to do, they got to put so-and-so in the leadoff spot. I've been happy with Toppy, obviously all years, a leadoff guy, Joe has been great in his absence, stuff like that. So I don't know if there's anything really to, 
screw around with with the you know with the lineup. Maybe for like just for fun, I'd bat like Elias Diaz second. <laughs> just like you know, just because I want more at bats out of him, and I want to I, I want to keep challenging him to to be fantastic. Maybe even just reward him for how awesome he's been. Just bat Elias Diaz second or third or whatever. Like put him in a in a true power run producing spot. Every time I look at his numbers over the last couple of weeks or months, so I'll, great batting average, great on base, great slugging, nice size home runs. The RBI total is kind of mad because he's hitting down in the seven, eight spot. Not a lot of guys in front of him. I'm like, I wonder what he could do like in a real run producing spot. So um, I like that. One thing I do, th- I would say I want the whole outfield. To, if we're playing at Coors, the whole outfield needs to move in. <laughs> If the ball gets hit over your head, that's the pitcher's damn fault. Don't give up hard contact. But they, they give up too many hits on balls that are mishit that fall in front of them. And and I understand them trying to take away extra base hits from people. They play deep as a philosophy under Bud Black. It's one of the very few things that philosophically I've disagreed with him on. Uh, I understand it. I, I think it, his logic makes perfect sense. They're playing deep to take away extra base hits when guys hit the ball hard and they can track them down a little bit better when they play deep. But what I have seen over the last couple of years is just too many baseballs that are mishit that should be outs that end up going as, as hits. And I can accept a guy getting a hit. If he hit the ball a hundred miles an hour and into the gap, that's on the pitcher. I, I, I can take that. You live with that. It's so much harder for me to live with the guy who pops one up to shallow left and Toppy can't get there because he's just got way too much ground to cover. So that's probably the biggest philosophical change I would legitimately make to how the team is run if I was manager for, for a day. That wouldn't do much, but still. Yeah, I would I would want to maybe have a little bit of fun with the lineup, you know, and, and do some weird things. Like like you said, Elias Diaz batting second or third. That, that truly may have never happened in Rockies history before. Right. So that would be fun. I also think, hey, let me – Give the reins like, oh, thank you. I'm the manager. Well, guess what? I'm now going to turn around and give that manager spot to Charlie Blackman and say, Charlie, what do you want to do today? Let's have some fun. Now that's good. Right? What, what yeah. would you do for that? But I think because if I was manager for the day, I'd be in some elite company because the Rockies have only had three interim managers in their history or guy who is the manager for the day because the manager was suspended or sick. And we know Mike Redmond. I was going to say, I'm not sure how many games he's up to now, but he's, he, he has the record. I think, cause he's up to at least six, like from yeah. this year. And yeah, I don't have that exact number, but second last year, yeah. with four is Tom Runnels. Oh, sure. Okay. And third and last is Toby Hara twice was the manager this might have been back in don baylor's day so i would be on that elite list and i would i would want to go there you go one and oh so i would i would start a closer in the first inning Ah, that would be my only i like that real change i could tinker with the lineup maybe a little bit you know that story second but i think the the biggest change would be like all right if i got to win this game again to really feel good about hanging out with Toby Harrah, Tom Runnels, and Mike Redman. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start someone out, someone out there for the first inning. Maybe Almonte. Maybe Kenley. But that's, that, that would be my okay. manager for the day decision. That's it. 
I enjoy that. All right. Well, it was good stuff, especially considering we're not exactly sure the state of these next two games. But it does look like Doubleheader will be joining you for that. Hang out with us for all of that. Make sure you're subscribed to the DNVR.com so you get all the written content, uh, all the stuff I said before, the discounts, the access to the Discord channel, the free shirt if you're doing the annual. Make sure you're following everyone on social media, at Patrick B. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. And otherwise, that you're just continuing to be absolutely fantastic baseball fans out there. We promise to continue being absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. As always, we hope that show put a smile on your face. And you know our smiles are brought to you by our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family dentist anywhere in the Denver metro area. If you need some work done, maybe you even need uh, more intense work done, you know they're going to need to recommend you to, you know, dental specialists. They're the best. They've got all the best connections, including DNVR. They've been one of our longest supporters. We've been one of their biggest supporters, and so should you be. They're absolutely fantastic. They'll treat you like family. They'll talk to you about sports, and they will do world-class dentist work for you and your family. Located just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver over there in Lakewood, they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule your cleaning x-ray and exam today. Don't hesitate. I know going to the dentist isn't always the most fun thing in the world, but they make it as pleasant an experience as it can possibly be. They really do treat you well, and it's super important to take care of your dental health. So check out our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group.